Welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your DM, your drunken multi-classer, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola. Charming milfs with Durgar filth. Oh my god. Oh my god, we came out right, right from the gate, we're using milf in our intro. Well, here's the thing is, we were gonna record the after show first. Uh, but then we decided to flip-flop it, and I'm here with the after-show energy. Wow, so. yeah. You came in strong with that post-show energy, uh, which is going to inform a lot of the decisions from t- for today's I mean, episode, I imagine. going on the end of a pub crawl, so... Yes, I mean, this is actually just end of pub crawl energy. It's very accurate <laughs> to what it is. Uh, well, speaking of which, why doesn't everyone just, you know, place their bets on how tonight's session is going to go? It's time for the recap. Last time... Gorgonzola entered Heimat, Baldurheim's city center, eager to make some gold. Seeing they had a bit of time before it was appropriate to start drinking heavily, Erza recommended they check out Zalbier's Emporium of the Arcane to get some potions to assist with what was ahead. Her waiting outside, of course, because she had soured her relationship with this noble family not long ago. Seems like a common theme for Erza. <laughs> Inside, Zola found the opposite of Marfin's magnificent magical menagerie, most notably, the building contained the presence of two drow elves bearing the tattoo of the Omnimalum, as well as the deep gnome underling Plebo Underpaddle speaking to the Zabrier matriarch about something in Undercommon. The shard revealed that they could try to comprehend the language if they got closer, so Zola led her, them, and Stilton in a small stealth mission to spy on the conversation. Through the shard's poor translation, our hero learned that these agents of the Omnimalum were there to learn about a strange golden yellow crystal they had recently found. Madame Zabuer didn't understand what it was, but told them she could look into it over time, something Plebo seemed satisfied by. Knowing this and fearing discovery, Zola bolted back into the streets to meet Erza, continuing to lie to her new travel companion to keep her from realizing what Zola had seen. As the agents left the Emporium, Zola attempted to tail them using Stilton unsuccessfully, one of the trio clocking her as they headed to Gemulishkeit. After explaining away the situation to Erza, Zola asked the proud pale dwarf to give her a quick tour of the market, something that killed more time and gave them a moment to hide from these dangerous foes. After this, the pair began their Balderheim pub crawl, hitting up Petrunkener's Battleaxe Bonanza, where the two managed to just barely clean out one of the local nobles who was celebrating his bachelor party. What a great day to, to rob a noble. It would suck so much to lose like a shit ton of money. You show up and your wife's already I'm, mad at you. I was gonna say, can you so imagine? So how much did you lose last night? Um, uh, oh, nothing, honey. Just 200 gold. <laughs> Just so much. And 200 gold is like... $1,000. Honey, what about a, a honeymoon in the summer instead? Um, you know, maybe we should just just do a day trip somewhere. Staycation. <laughs> staycation. Wow, please do not suggest to your significant other a staycation <laughs> for your fucking honeymoon. All right. Next up was Totodrach Tavern. With Zola quickly solving the password puzzle the bouncer presented, the two getting into the... I know, really <laughs> so fucking fast. Getting, I swear I've never heard that one before. I, I don't believe you i I believe you in in a friend sense but as a dm my my gut is like how could you get a lie detector you need to believe me in a second you're like i know i know i know it's it's on me i it's trust issues on my part um so you managed to get inside totodrach tavern and you gave your names on the board for the team battle as the dick bashers of course 
However, while in line to sign up, the shard reached out from Zola's chainmail and pulled on Eretz's hair. Childish and inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> sending a crackle of rainbow arcane energy through her. Though she was unsure what had happened, they forged forward, shockingly enough getting chosen for the next bout, facing off against two more members of Noble... <laughs> it's so many nobles you're fucking with on this <laughs> evening. Facing off against two more members of Noble Dwarven families, the Red Wolf of the Rotherale and the Xavier Zapper. <laughs> Perhaps a brother or a cousin of Tataria, who knows. The battle was brief and filled with bolts of lightning. Third cousin. <laughs> Just like a very distant remove. They're like, oh, that's the... I call that guy uncle, but I'm actually not sure we're related to blood. Think there's any actual blood share between the two of us. Um, the battle was brief and filled with bolts of lightning, but perhaps most shockingly was what happened at the start. When Erza went into a rage and a strange surge of magic caused plants to grow from the ground around her. After a brutal back and forth, Erza and Gorgonzola managed to come out on top much to the chagrin of literally everyone in the bar. Turns out naming yourself Dick Basher as a dig to the royal family isn't the most popular idea. Realizing, <laughs> realizing she had made a mistake in agreeing to the name, Erza told Gorgonzola they needed to leave, turning invisible without a moment to spare while Zola muscled her way out into the streets. They quickly made their way across the plaza, dropping a bunch of coin to get a penthouse suite on the top floor, hoping to avoid any angry dwarven pursuers. Erza quickly rushed into the bathroom, and Zola, left without any specific thing to do, was asked by the shard to go pull some more pranks on their fellow hotel guests. And that is where we are right now. Did you forget that that's how we ended the episode? Was I being like, yeah, sure, I guess I'll do a prank. I could never forget. <laughs> well, okay, so we find you and the Shard rushing out into the fancy hallways of Gemülischkeit, one of the finest taverns, if not the finest tavern in all of Balderheim. Here on the top floor of the establishment, you see that there are fewer rooms than those you had passed before on your way up. These suites are... Suites, you know, they're much larger, uh, and they are thus then more spread out. The structure, like many other taverns, is sort of semi-rectangular, though kind of geometric in a way, so the hallway does follow around this floor. Um, and as you like exit... Hotel, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and as you exit out of your room, um, you look left and you see a dwarven man in a butler's uniform exit from the closest room to you, probably about like 30 or so feet away to your left. And you watch as he walks out with this empty platter heading away towards the small stairwell that you had come up from just a few moments ago. As the shard and you pause, them floating beside you, eyes wide with mischief, you see a smaller figure, Plebo Underpaddle, lean out back towards the butler. Literally just leaning out like 30 feet ahead of you back to you. <laughs> Don't forget, Tuffler Vintage, none of that northern swill. He begins to turn his head and go back inside. Why don't you give me a stealth check? Okay. Let's go back. What? <laughs> As you grab the shard and immediately try to pull back into the room before Plebo turns and catches you. 16. As stated in the previous episode, his passive perception is... 10. So you have successfully avoided him. Um, you watch as he, and he's wearing kind of traveler's robes, probably finer in quality, dark to kind of go with the Omnimalen theme. You watch as he just turns back and it's like a slow-mo where you just like pull in and the door closes. And if you could see from the hallway, you'd see him pause and look 
and then just shake his head and head back inside. Uh, and you enter back into this enormous, beautiful penthouse suite. The sound of running water has now stopped from the bathroom where you know Erza went to take a shower or a bath. I know what prank we could pull. Tell me. I have this spell where we could, like, write something on someone's door, and they would only be able to see it. So we could write, like, a rude message or something on a door, and then maybe they would make, like, a complaint to, like, the staff of the inn, and then, like, they would come up and check, and they would look at the door, and they'd see nothing and be like, sir, you're crazy. Oh, my God. Why don't you think of the rude message? Oh, God. Okay. Um, rude message. And this is a rude message to the person in the room? Or, yeah, sure. A rude message about them, a rude message to them. What about that guy? Okay, okay, okay. What about, like, you look short in that traveler's cloak? Or something like that? Mm, That's a little tame. It's tame. We could go harder. Yeah, I think we can go harder. What about home of... Totodrach Tavern champions, the Dick Bashers. And we just mislabeled Is that room. a prank on them, though? Well, I imagine... Hmm. I they thought, would just get maybe, like, some extra towels they didn't ask for or something? I don't know. People don't really like the Dick Basher thing. I thought people were mad about that. Unless I don't know what mad is. We could just write Dick Bashers on their door. That is good. I think we should write, can we carve it in their door? Do we have to make it only for them? No, I think it's funnier if it's only for them because they'll get all upset. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's write Dick Basher's rule on the door in your spell or whatever. Okay. I am going to wait like 30 seconds, not so long that the butler would come back in that time. Mm-hmm. And then I would like to zip over to that door real quick. <laughs> and I'm going to try and use... One of the charges on the illusory script. Yes, one of my quill. illusory script charges. Yeah. Quill, yeah. Okay, so you take out the quill. To write Dick Basher's rule. And you begin to, in a beautiful script, write Dick Basher's rule. Um, and you watch as it kind of, as you're writing it, it is this beautiful... Um, purplish glow ink that it kind of inscribes itself onto the door and flashes there and then kind of goes almost translucent. Like, you know that it's there but you and you can kind of see the vague image of it, but you know that anyone who may walk by would have no idea. I'd like to also, since this spell works in that I, it conveys whatever meaning I intend when I write the text to the creature that I designate, I would like to make it visible to only Plebo and not the drow that... Oh, okay, okay. So you um, finish up, you you dot all your eyes for Dick Basher, um, <laughs> um, and as you do, you begin to hear some footsteps coming from the stairwell a little bit further down the hallway where you know the butler went. Um, yep, I'll turn heel and walk back into my room. You turn heel. Give me a quick perception check as you do. Okay. Based on sight? Based on sight. Hmm. Oh, no. It's going to be one of those episodes where I roll on that once. Oh, no. But it is a 19. 19. We love advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, you turn and you watch as the shard reaches out to the doorknob with the lock and just taps it. Um, and give me a D100 roll. Okay. This is, again, this is a scenario where something very low magic is happening. So it's a much, you don't have, to, it's not a high threshold that you have to hit. Okay. 
63. Perfect. You watch as there is a kind of blue arcane flash and you hear a locking noise. And the shard, like, claps their little crystal hands together and goes, all right, all done. And then zips to follow you as you kind of sneak back into your penthouse. I close the door and I (laughs) turn and pick the shard back up into my pocket and go, (laughs) great, extra part of the prank? Extra part. Just going to lock them up in there. It's called a double prank. and I just invented it. Basically, we were not only pranking the people in the room, but we're also pranking the guy who's going to bring them the wine. So now they're both going to be like, open the door. I can't open the door. You know how it is. Okay. I will say that actually, before I was... Before I landed on the illusory script thing, I was trying to find a way that we could lock the door. So it's kind of scary how similar our minds are. We are one. That being said, remember what I said about running pranks by me real quick? Because I would have been down for that one, actually. Yeah, I know. So I'm pretty accommodating. I know. It's just the, you know. And I would have had fun, too, if I had gotten to, you know, watch you really lock the door and, like, laugh about it, giggle about it a little bit more. Can we do that now? Oh, yeah, we could get going. <laughs> They're going to be super stuck. All right, listen. Yeah. Do you think you could help me with something? I think we got like 10 minutes till my friend gets out of the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope so. Goodness, I, that would be a quick bath if not. So you know a lot about magic, or you feel a lot about magic. A little bit of both, yes, yes. I have this spell. It's called Comprehend Languages. And the way that you use it is that when you hear someone speaking, you can try to cast it and it takes 10 minutes and you can understand anything that anyone's saying to you. But uh, I didn't quite get to cast it quick enough, but I have this thing called Keen Mind and I can understand anything I've heard. I don't understand it, but I can remember. Mm-hmm. You think you could try to help me cast Comprehend Languages if I spout back out what I heard them saying. Uh, okay, okay. Do you yeah. follow me? Like reverse engineer, cast comprehend languages now. Now, while I just like blind tongues babble under common at you. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, let's try. Okay. Um, you guys sit down and you take out the components for comprehend languages, which also assists, I believe, in like reading written script mm-hmm. as well. It's um, soot and salt, so it makes sense. We're probably like writing it out. On the yeah, ground. exactly. Yeah, you're like tracing out the kind of like vague under common words. <laughs> um, give- I'm really sounding this stuff out. I'm just going purely phonic. I don't even know what mm-hmm. alphabet mm-hmm. they use. This is perfect. I know what language it is and it reads well. Um, why don't we do another D100 roll? Again, okay. very low threshold, just trying to... Um, because this is a, is this a first level spell? Yes, it is. You basically just have to get over like the 10, you have like 11 or higher. And this goes off without a hitch. Okay. 91. 91. And with a success like that, I will say that you it definitely do a pretty good job at in combination with your keen mind and trying to like sound it out and write it out based on like what you've seen and heard from Undercommon. Mm-hmm. You get a kind of vague, like just a few sentences. They're not perfect, obviously, but it's they are... It's a direct are... translation, so it... there's a couple of idioms <laughs> yeah. that really make no sense. There's some stuff that does Here escape Here he's talking you. about, I don't know, toasting bread? That might be like a cultural... That might, Yeah, that might be a reference okay. to something. You know For how sure. they are down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and you guys look this over, and you watch as the shard kind of wiggles their little crystalline fingers, and it begins to shift as you cast Comprehend Languages. And... Though you don't have a word-for-word perfect translation, what you begin to read is, we have found this crystal in 
base came from nowhere. What kind of crystal is this? Don't tell anyone we found it. Whoa. Yes. And this is, of course, referencing the gold and yellow crystal that yes. they had presented to Matriarch Zabrirere. It came from nowhere. Do you know what that sounds like to me? Came from nowhere. <sighs> like it appeared magically. Kind of like you. You guys look at each other for like a solid like 10 seconds. <laughs> Did I do that? Did I come from nowhere? Well, no, you came from somewhere, but okay. I think people say nowhere when they don't know where the where is. Oh, like no K-N-O-W. Nowhere. nowhere. Yes. We do not know where, nowhere. Exactly. Very good, very good. Well, sounds like a case for you and me, my friend. Sounds like it. The big cheese and the little rock. Let's do it, baby. Do you drink? Yeah, or maybe no. I haven't tried yet. Can we? No. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I should have just said yes. I always should just say yes. Yeah, if you if I had thought for a second that you had had maybe one beverage before, Ugh. I would have. But you clearly haven't. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm a little underage, I think. But this this time around, you can watch me get really drunk, and then who knows? Maybe you'll be able to convince me to do a funner prank when I'm drunk. I like this idea. So we're still doing the drinking thing. I think so. Well, we bought ourselves a little time with the thing with the lock thing I did. So sounds like a plan to me. Do you think that slowed down their whole staff? Oh, yeah. Like, they're really running around oh, yeah. right now? You do hear, like, <laughs> on the outside, like, a, what? open the door. We can't give you the one. <laughs> just, like, people yelling, just like, please, open the door, please. Um, and back and forth and back and forth, the two of them go. Well, I think that, you know, if if your friend still wants to do the drinking thing, we can you can do that. And um, then maybe we, maybe we, I, I come up with some pranks that'll make us some more money. Because that's what you want, right? You said money for prank. Uh, I did, but to be honest, I don't know if you notice where we are. I'm kind of rich right now. I have no concept of how money works. So to me, I thought you still had no money in terms of money. Feel how soft this is. I stick them in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> um, immediately just like contracts into a ball and it's just like rolling underneath it. Um, and at that time you hear the bathroom door open some steam rolls out. As I sit on the shard. <laughs> you immediately hop on it. Um, give me, I guess give me a sleight of hand check. Um, okay. And um, her passive perception I'll tell you right now is 15. So she's just gonna she, this is just her walking out. You see that she is in a towel. She's got like all of her clothes bundled up and mm -hmm. um, she like looks to you and goes oh and you now d jump onto the bed and try <laughs> to hide. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, she watches you land on the bed and looks at you for a moment. Oh, sorry. Did you need a sec? No, it's, it's fine. I'm... I put my hands over my eyes. <laughs> um, she drops her towel completely <laughs> and without even caution to the wind, um, just begins to like slowly put her clothes on. Um, she goes, had to watch the blood off. You know, you know how it is. I know how it is. Give me an insight check. Okay. Thank you, my glasses, for stopping that <laughs> dice exactly where it landed. 17. 17. Erza looks anxious. Erza looks, like, shaken up. And though she's definitely, like, cleaner and perhaps a little bit more put together than when you last saw her in that rage and, like, you uh -huh. two fleeing the Totodrach Tavern. Tavern? Totodrach Tavern. Since you guys left there, she looks 
definitely a bit stressed out. Okay. I wait for her to tell me to uncover my eyes. Oh, yeah, you're good. You're good. I'm dressed now. She's not. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, Um, power move. When was the last time you ate something? Uh, well, I'm starving. Yeah, I'm down to eat. Last meal I had was before our our pub crawl began, so. I mean, we're going to be in the mountains eating rations for a couple days. Should we, like, get a steak tonight? Mm, Yes. Would you like a uh, hooked horror steak? I would just maybe go for a regular, standard, above ground animal. Above ground. Well, if you're willing to pay that much, then we can certainly find something. Interesting. Okay, well, let's have a nice dinner, you know, before we start drinking. Yeah, let's let's do it. Um, and as you're kind of, like, you watch as she goes over because to, like, pack up her stuff, just kind of get things together, you feel the shard kind of, like, squirming underneath your butt <laughs> as you're, like, <laughs> trying to keep them down. Um, when she's bending over, I'm going to try to, you know, snake my hand under the blankets and stuff them in my pocket. I'll give them, like, a little wave. Yeah, you you do the little wave, the shard pops up, smiles and waves at you. Uh, you face grab and just <laughs> shove into the chainmail. Um, I would like to uh, just kind of casually walk over and like look out of the people, kind of see if I can, you know, you can see a little bit down a hallway. Totally, yeah. I want to see if I see any other doors opening. This is a penthouse suite, baby. They got one of those things in the door that lets you look into the hallway. They got a ring. They got an actual, <laughs> yeah. So uh, give me a perception check. 18. 18. You look through the people and you look to your left and you do indeed see now a number of dwarven um, like butlers and like waiters kind of all taking turns, kind of pulling and pushing at the door. And you you vaguely hear one of the drow you imagine being like, hold on, hold on. Something is wrong. And they sound like they're trying to do something to the door. Um, And as you're kind of watching, you see that there is a flash of blue light. And the door opens up as one of the drow, still like wearing all full covering hood up and goes, give me that. And grabs the bottle of Tuffler aged wine, grabs it and pulls it and kind of slams the door in front of all these dwarven. All right. You ready, Erza? Oh yeah, let's let's go. So we are just doing the drinking contest, then bedtime. Yeah, I mean, you still want to get dinner? Yes, right, right, right. Dinner. Yeah, sorry, I'm just a little frazzled after uh, earlier. Um, yeah, big fight. Big fight. Uh, let's go. Um, she kind of all of her stuff on. She straightens up her very her fine traveler's robes and kind of trying to dust them off a little bit to hide some of the the scuff marks from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two of you head out into the hallway. Um, Erza looking towards like the mass of butlers kind of like shaking their heads and like heading back towards the other stairwell. Can I snag a butler? Um, yeah. You like the last one there uh, turns and you flag them down. Oh yes. How can I help you? Excuse me. Could we get a private room for dinner? We don't want to be where there's too much noise. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, follow me. Uh, and they uh, lead you further down the hallway. Um, you guys go down a few flights. Um, and then there's, like, the main room of the tavern where you mm-hmm. see that the bar is. And there's, like, this long Deadpool-esque chalkboard where there are a bunch of names written and, like, n- tallied drinks there basically this is where they record the drinking contest um you head away from that towards these further back rooms and you are guided until 
mafia style you get your own private room nice. uh, and it is it is exactly how you would imagine it, it we is. sit in silence while they pour ice water into the glasses um Erza looks like maybe looks a little bit more comfortable at this like this is she's like this is this is what i expect this is, right, yeah. this is what i need um as you guys like sit at this very fine table big enough for a number of people but just the two of you mm-hmm. um and the, you see that there is like a bar cart there fully accessed for you guys there stilton sits at the table stilton does indeed like take a seat and you watch as the butler goes of course and then it pushes stilton in to make sure he's up to the table <laughs> Um, and then you guys are left there as they close the door um, and they go, oh, we're going to get um, some menus for you. Thank and they head off. This is nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I do this all the time, of course. I but figured. It's, it's the best way to enjoy the food here. Seems yeah. like your style. Yeah, of course. Uh, she takes a very long sip from the water. I'm used to much plainer stuff. I didn't even really like go in restaurants growing up. What? Because we grow all our own food. Uh, well, I'm... Quite a rustic lifestyle you you lived. Yeah, it's so nice, though. I mean, not having to answer to anyone, just growing what we need, taking care of animals, seeing the sky, seeing the wind go through the wheat. It's nice for me. Honestly, sounds a little exhausting, but, I mean, good on you. That sounds really, you know, I mean... I'm... It's tiring. We have to wake up really early. Oh. But, uh, the cows are really cute, and, um... The food tastes amazing when it's been under the sun and rained on, like fresh produce. Well, uh, I've, you know, being a noble, that is what I would expect from my meals as well. So honestly, in a way, you're kind of living a noble's life. Though I imagine you had to pay some of that food, some of those resources to the local lord. Yeah, you know, I can't ever say that we saw ourselves as living like nobles. But, um... <clears throat> so you're used to this kind of thing. Oh yeah, totally. And you do that uh that bar brawl a lot? Uh if every so often, you know, I mean uh and she kind of like takes takes another sip of her water, then stands and goes over to the bar cart and begins to like fix herself up a drink. Yeah, you know, every once in a while, you know, just to show people what I'm worth and stuff. But gotta often, remind them. Gotta remind them. Um, but most of the time, I, I, uh, I, I'm too busy, you know, try, too busy out on my adventures, trying to prove myself, of course. Right. I was impressed by your magic. Um, yeah, uh, naturally, it's, it's something I'm very good at. Uh, I meant everything that I did. Can I do an insight check on <laughs> Yeah, that? give me an insight check for literally everything she said in the past two minutes. Six. Six. You do kind of believe her when it comes to that this is what she's expected, this is what she's used mm-hmm. to. Um, you don't necessarily see... I'll, I'll say that you did sense anxiety before with your last right. insight check, so you're not like, that's gone necessarily. Mm-hmm. But... Maybe part of you chalks that up for just, like, it's a long day, you know. Yeah, she came out of a rage. Yeah, you know, and I think that the thing that sticks with you is having seen the shard do something to her prior. So (laughs) though you're kind of like, yeah, she seems like she, like, she's so used to everything that she experienced in the past few hours. You are like, but what did the shard do? If that is, even if that is the case, what did the shard actually do there? 
Right. Um, and you see she um, she comes back with a drink and she goes, did you want something? I can make you something. I'll have a glass of wine. All right. Um, she heads back and goes into, there's a huge selection of wine there and she finds the most expensive bottle, uncorks it and pours you a glass. Should we be drinking before the shrinking contest? Oh, yes. You know, it's good to warm up the, the pipes, so to speak. Goes kind of like upper singers. Yes, yes. All right. It's I much, believe it's, you. It's, I, I've been drinking for many years. Believe me, you definitely want to pre-drink before you really drink. Okay. No, that makes sense. Yes, that yes. That makes sense to me. You know, you, you, do you stretch before you exercise? You know, these are, it's like it's stretching for your liver. I, I start sipping. <laughs> you take a big sip. It is really delicious wine. And you, you do clock the bottle. It does look to be a Tuffler brand wine, um, which is one of the wet five, one of the wine families in Tamamello who Quince <laughs> technically belongs to. So I know the son of the guy who makes this wine. No way. Yes. Wow, you are very tied in with several nobles. I mean, the Zabriers, the Tufflers. What's funny is that I'm not even tight in with them. I just accidentally meet them. Kismets, then. Wow. You know, you're very lucky. You know, um, it's kind of like meeting you. I feel, yeah, you know, yes, there's three noble people. You were people. just in a bar. I just was in, and you know, I would not even normally there. Well, I am normally there. I kind of live there most of the time. But, you know, I, it's, what a coincidence that you would have met three nobles uh she takes another big drink of her drink um so we're leaving tomorrow of course you have any questions about the journey or what time do you want to get started as soon as you want to honestly after the jerk after the dick basher thing i am not so sure how long i should, should stay in town okay. yeah uh any like how how long is it going to be before we get into the tunnels? Like, right away? Well, first we have to go through Gewerbe, the vault district that acts as the barrier against all sorts of draconic invasion from the inside of the mountains, you know? Right. So we will head that way, and then we will be let out, and we will be immediately using the tunnels to navigate. It will, at certain points, surface, given the route you paid for, but um, in general we will mostly be in the mountain. Is there anything that you imagine I should stock magically? Because I can switch out, you know, what I use. Well, I um, I do have some skills myself, as you so complimented. I'm, I'm definitely a master of my, my craft. Um, and I would say if you have anything that can help you um, navigate, anything that will um, make you faster, anything that will... Um, make you stronger and you know a lot of times we when we're not encountering dangerous creatures we would probably be encountering physical dangers so oh, just okay. be prepared for you know um, anything from a cave-in to just a really hard climb if, are there if a lot of cave-ins um it not always not always uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can tell that she's like uh, uh it depends on the way we go um <laughs> Yes, I, you know, every once in a while it happens, but in general it's, it's if when we get close to the chromatics and anacra, that's where the ground is a little bit more volatile. Interesting. Are you going to wave the butler in? Because I think he's waiting for you. <laughs> Another knock at the door. Um, I have the menu, I, you know, it, when people are in this room, I don't know if it's okay if I come in because sometimes they're very important people. I am a very important person. Very good that you asked. Come in. Um, <laughs> the, the butler enters and gives you both a menu. Um, and you do indeed find it. It is a very wide selection. You do see essentially what is a, a like, 
goat steak. There's, you know, there's like the local, the most local kind of above ground meat would be like the goats that they use for the milk and the kind of things in the the various almond that pepper the mountainside. Mm. Ah, I will have the goat steak. Well done. <laughs> they both look at you for a very long second with ketchup. You heard her get her exactly that. I will have um, the two hooked horror claws, um, a side of noodle, and she goes on to list a number of various delicacies. Um, and the dwarf nods and takes her menus and heads back out. Shouldn't be too long, uh, you know. What do you want to talk about? <sighs> she just <laughs> takes a deep, deep breath. You We're going to have a lot of time to get to know each other. So if there's anything uncomfortable you want to get out of the way, um, sometimes I talk in my sleep. So, Oh, um, yeah, no, I mean, I guess I, um, hmm, flaws. I, my biggest flaw, I try too hard. But also, <laughs> I get very angry sometimes. So, um, I've noticed that, but it seems like you're good at, you know, Swinging that hammer around. Yeah. Uh, she pats her armony bag of holding. Um, I I know how to take care of myself. So I, I would say that, you know, in general, communication is key. Always be honest with me. Always make sure that you are straightforward when it comes to, you know, giving me information. Do not omit anything because I will not be able to help to the best of my ability. And of course, I am always doing the same for you. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, you can give me another insight check. <laughs> <laughs> we are both being honest with each we other. We are very honest. Twelve. Twelve. At this point, you, I think, given everything you've learned, you know that Erza is looking out for herself. Mm -hmm. You know that she is perhaps anxious about the events of the past 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you don't exactly, I'm sure our listeners have assumed what she is most anxious about, but even if Zola doesn't know, the fact is she saved you from getting arrested in Kieselkopf. Mm -hmm. She had to pull a lot of her favors to get you guys back in the city. Mm -hmm. she, she's a dick basher now. She's a dick basher now. And now, like... We've got God, a lot of money. We're kind of on the run. You're kind of on the <laughs> run. You know, like, there isn't, like, a, a warrant out for you. But she's definitely uncomfortable. Um, and I think that you, you surmise that it would maybe help if you were honest with her. Mm -hmm. Maybe she would trust you more with more information. Mm -hmm. But also... There's no guarantee that she's going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. This steak is really good. <laughs> yes. The we eat in silence. <laughs> yes. There's a big silent pause. The steaks come in. <laughs> Cutting of knives and forks. <laughs> the cracking of hooked horror claws as she sucks out the juices. Mm, said chipotle butter. Oh, yeah. You know, extra chipotle butter, please. <laughs> chipotle is native to the mountains, of course. That makes sense. Of they can grow anywhere. They can grow anywhere in Moralia. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys enjoy your meal. Um, you watch as she definitely eats rather quickly. Um, mm -hmm. Not how you would expect a noble to eat. She definitely kind of scarfs down her meal. I'm scarfing, too. The two of you <laughs> eat very similarly. Um, and as you kind of finish up, you know, the waiters come in again, collect everything. Mm -hmm. And she looks to you and she says well um <clears throat> you know we we shouldn't waste any time why don't we go just make some more money and go to bed you know no more talking no more so talking that's fine with me great um okay you're good you seem anxious and i don't mean to press but i want you to tell me before we go on a journey if there's anything 
that I can do to make you less anxious. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. Okay. As you dole this kindness upon her, and she kind of looks at you and sees that you're being genuine. Thirteen. Thirteen. She nods. Yeah, you know, um, just just nerves for the trip. It's it's excitement mostly, you know, and um, obviously I don't want us to lose any money tonight. Or so I'm, of course, just you know, in the in the, 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 the Dick Basher thing, you know that um, that's a I don't hmm I don't have a good brand in the city. Um, oh. so, um, you know, it's just because of the misconception that they have about my past, of course. Um, right. so the dick basher thing, kind of an intense stance for me to take. I, I think that maybe the, maybe they'll forget by the time I'm back. You know, Erza, I hope you don't take this the wrong way. Sometimes, like, people are only going to take you seriously if you kind of are able to get on their level and roast them a little bit. Like, if you lie down like a dog, sometimes people will kick you. But if you fight back, sometimes they'll garner a little more respect for you. Just thinking. She nods. Yeah, you know what, you're right. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what my whole modest operandi is when I'm here in the city. I'm trying to, you know, deflect any of their mistaken opinions, so to speak. Um, uh, thank you. Danke. All right, let's skip dessert. All right. I'm definitely um, going to barf tonight. <laughs> Don't. Let's not. Let's <laughs> aim for not. We share the same room. Um, <laughs> she's, she finishes her drink, slams it down. The waiter comes in and goes like, Can I help? and then immediately she like pushes by him and goes, we have a tab open and walks down the hallway back towards the stairwell. All right. I will follow her. Still Thank in, you. <laughs> still in nuzzles against the dwarf and he's like, ah, you're welcome. I bust the plates really fast. <laughs> oh, I stack them all. I put the silverware on top of the top you're, plate. You really don't need it's to real do quick. That. I worked in the service industry. So. Well, uh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Have a great night. You too. Uh, you head off um, following after Erza. Um, I leave a tip. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you leave? Um, uh, uh, how this, many people were waiting on us? There was. I would say it was like five people total bringing in all the dishes that <laughs> Erza ended up ordering. <laughs> and I would say that the total for this meal is probably going to be like, 20 gold all right so two percent would be or 20 percent would be two gold um all right <laughs> i will leave behind two gold for them to split <laughs> i'm a teen so i feel like <laughs> maybe i'll get a little fast he puts his hand up for a tip and you put two gold in there and he goes oh, yeah all right <laughs> and you just head off um and Sorry. you you head back up the stairs and fa- um find yourself walking back into the large, beautiful beer hall slash speakeasy that is the Gemudish Kite. There are barrels of ale lining the walls, and it's a very crowded but well-dressed kind of patron-like audience here. You know, the crowd is, in general, drinking and having a good time. Um, there are some people who are drinking a bit heavier than others, but um, you gather that they may have put a f- little gold in for the competition tonight. Mm-hmm. Um and as you enter, you see Erza, like, goes straight up to the bar um, and is, like, clearly already, like, getting an award for you guys to, like, get your names up on the board. Can I look around and see if I see Plebo or any of the drow? Yeah, give me a perception check. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. 
You look around and you don't see Plebo. You don't see either of the drow, it seems. I mean, it is also very packed in here. But from what you gather, pretty much the, the vast majority of people here are just dwarves. There are, it seems to me maybe there's a few humans here and there. But in general, you don't see the drow or you don't, and you don't see Plebo. What you do see is entering in through the doors the bachelor party from earlier this <laughs> night as you are in a Starkrog owned establishment and you had swindled Reinhold Starkrog um, and you see him <laughs> and his boys walk up in here with these big burly dwarves with like um, well braided beautiful fine clothes and black hair um, they walk in and you're not stealthing I imagine I wave yeah you give him a wave and it goes like oh you um, and the group <laughs> immediately begins to like come over to you and Eritza. Eritza turns having gotten you guys two ales and hands you one as she sees them. I thought I'd give you gentlemen the opportunity to win back your gold, oh. if you're able. Well, well, well. If it isn't the grabber and the half-orc hustler. Oh, wow. It's only been an hour, but I forgot what your voice sounds like. Oh, yeah, did you? Well, remember it, because you are going... <laughs> Because you are going to hear me in your nightmares tonight when I absolutely score your ass at this drinking contest. I can't wait. Sorry, what was your name again? Oh, my name is Reinhold Starkrog. Put some respect on my name. Brother, that's a great name. Well, thank you. All right. <laughs> I give him a big dab. <laughs> you guys dap it up and he goes, All right, so how much are you guys betting tonight? Erza, what are we thinking? Well, um, if we... Want to stick with what we did? We can kind of match our bets from last time? I mean, you guys got to fill me in on the exact rules here. Um, at this time, the bartender comes over and nods and goes, Mr. Reinhardt, good to see you. Um, I heard you were inquiring about the game. Yes, please. Well, um, the way this is going to work is you're going to drink as many drinks as you can. With every drink you have, I mark it down, and he gestures to the chalkboard where you see a number of people have had already between, like, five and, like, ten drinks. Mm -hmm. At the end of the night, whoever makes the most, whoever drinks the most, will uh, win the pot. All of it. Okay, whoever drinks the most. Do you have to be conscious at the end? Yes, by the time... <laughs> yes, Are I mean... Are you sure? Can you check the rule book? Um, hold on. Um, and you see, Randall goes, yes, yes, of course. You have to be conscious. You have to be able to accept the gold, okay? Seems like a pretty reasonable rule. Or is that too much for you, half-orc? No, I think that's a great rule. Okay. Well, why don't okay. we... Why don't we... Um, friendly wager, if we beat you at the drinking contest, we get all of our gold back and a little more on the top. Probably maybe whatever you made and, you know, whatever you're willing to bet this time. And um, if you I win... I already spent a good amount of that on dinner, gents. <sighs> Okay, well, you will pay us back what you owe us and anything that you may bet on this. And if you win, you can drink for free here. Oh, that's fun. You know, I was going to say, in my line of work, I mean, I don't know, you know, what your guys, how comfortable you are, but dealing with money, it's a little passe. Even you saying gold amounts out loud to me is kind of making me and Eritza cringe right now. Yeah, super cringy, guys. I mean, Chuji has hell to even say a gold, even an amount, am I right? It's shocking. Yeah. What if we traded something more interesting, like, I don't know, a favor or something? We're going on a little trip 
up north, is there anything that we could bring you back or something that you could offer me? Drinking at your bar, you know, that's all well, but I'm about to do that anyway. Hmm. Well, let me talk to my boys. Um, and he turns and goes in there. I was like, rrr, rrr, all talking in dwarves. I'm gonna to like each other. talk kind of loudly to Erza, and I'm like, I'm sure there's something that I could call in between the Zabirers and the Tufflers. I mean, oh, and not to mention the crew that I have on the Mario Mario. We could make it happen. Oh yeah, I, I mean, think I know a sausage magnate as well. We're incredibly well connected. Who do you know is a sausage magnate? It's Longsword. Okay, you'll have to tell me that later. Um, as you guys are having this conversation, you see that they like definitely do take notice of what you're saying. Well, um, I think that um, hmm, my family already has so much. <laughs> well, I suppose if that we must win, be hard. Mm -hmm. yes, of course. If we win, you um, grabber, you will give up all of your feeble attempts at pretending to be a noble, you will acknowledge yourself of being a lowly, 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 lowly grabber. And what? And if we win. And if you win, you get a favor from me. Right, so the opposite. If we win, you acknowledge Erza's rightful lineage and, you know, you guys will be drinking buddies at that point. You'll acknowledge Erza as your drinking buddy. Erza and this entire group is all, they're all just staring at you. Erza probably most shocked of all that you're suggesting this. Um, and she looks to Reinhold. I mean, seems fair. I, unless you're scared, unless you feel like you don't have the authority to acknowledge my right. It shouldn't be a problem if, you know, you can hold on to your alcohol. Fine. That sounds fair, considering us Stockrogs are the best drinkers in all of Balderheim. <laughs> but not only will Grabber here admit that she is not a noble, if she loses, you will become, how you say, my butler. Your butler? My butler. For how long? How long do butlers live? It turns into one of his friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends on the butler. Uh, how old are you right now? I'm 18. All right, probably about maybe half works. They, they can live a normal length, maybe uh, 60 years. 60 years? Yeah, you know what? If we lose tonight, I'll be your butler for 60 years. I can definitely legally sign to that. All right. Draft up the contract. <laughs> you see that you turn and there's already a contract being slid onto the table by the bartender who goes, I love this shit. <laughs> I, I am signing it and shaking my head and Sultan, this will not hold up. Meow, meow, meow. Um, <laughs> um, I sign it pre Camembert. <laughs> um, it's a clocks that and just nods and goes, Yes, Brie and I are totally okay with that. Um, and she signs her name, Erzalari Grabreiber. I love the art of buttling. <laughs> buttling? <laughs> it's gotta uh, be called something, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's call it that then. Um, it is a noble art. It's actually an incredible human proficiency to be able to take care of people and anticipate their needs. Yeah, as we all say, Erza in pot chimes in, there are no unskilled laborers. And I anticipate you needing another butler. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, I pretty much get rid of them on a regular basis, so if no, you... No, I mean, besides me, you're not... I'm not gonna be your butler, so I anticipate you need... Can we start drinking? Yeah, let's do this. Um, <laughs> so the way this is actually mechanically going to work <laughs> is that we're going to roll constitution saving throws. Um, I kiss my necklace. It's... Yes. And wink at Erza. <laughs> um, Erza, you watch as she actually pulls out um, this kind of... It almost looks like a hops symbol. It's kind mm. of like um, bronze. She mm. kind of pulls it out and kisses it and she goes for you grandmama we um, both kiss our necklaces and then the look at each other she raises the necklace to you and then puts it back into her tunic so the way this is going to work is that for each drink that you consume we roll a constitution saving throw the dc starts super low but grows with each drink if you fail that doesn't mean you automatically lose one failure means you are drunk with disadvantage on dexterity intelligence and wisdom based checks and saving throws of course two failures mean you gain a level of exhaustion three failures means you pass out cold and you just completely lose the competition okay Written on the board, you see that currently, at this moment, the highest score is 10 beers. And again, you're not just competing against the Starkrog like, boys here. You're also competing against the Everyone entire else. rest of the bar who's right. doing this. And you see that the person who has 12, it looks like there's this old dwarf who's got like one eye. Uh, actually, <laughs> no, we have too many people with one eye in our yeah, campaign. Yeah. <laughs> you see this older dwarf who perhaps doesn't have eyes. He's wearing like a blindfold over his eyes, <laughs> balding gray hair that like goes all the way down to his, his waist. And he is, he is deep in his cups, surrounded by a bunch wow. of empty flagons. I wonder if that guy gets the spins more easily or less easily. Depends if he, you know, if he pre-drank like we did, then probably not. Okay. Okay. And so how does this potion that we have bought from Zabiro's work, does that set me back like one success or one failure rather? If you take the sobering potion, it will set you back all the way completely to the beginning. Sober. You will be completely sober. Okay. But you will probably have to sneak, have it. To sneak it. Otherwise yeah. they will be like, what are you drinking? Right. I mean, you could potentially be like, I'm just I'm gonna, gonna go barf. water. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you barf, you do technically lose as oh, well. Oh, you lose? Okay, yes, okay. You do have, it's holy uh, liquor, staying out. conscious. Um, uh oh, we gotta take out the boot and rally <laughs> strategy. A hundred percent. So okay, the way we're gonna do this is essentially they're we're gonna roll until people start passing out. Um, if you beat twenty and you mm -hmm. spot this up on the board, the original Stark Grog drank twenty beers mm -hmm. on his first night, mm -hmm. and that is the holding record of Starkrog liquor. And again, Starkrog is not necessarily just beer. It mm -hmm. is like a higher alcohol content drink. So gotcha. him it's drinking like a port of beer. Exactly. And if you're drinking it, it is the equivalent of drinking double whatever you've drank. So this dwarf didn't just have twenty beers, he had forty beers. So everyone people are drinking different things? Um it looks like people are all drinking Stark Grog. Okay. You know, the the kind of the official drink of okay. this place. And it is even though Grog in our world is mostly like rum liquor, mm -hmm. this is kind of like a frothy Almost like a beer, but definitely higher alcohol content. Okay. Um, so you guys all take your first drink. Why don't you give me a constitution saving throw? Erza, how nice would your face look right up there where that guy's is? Yeah, I mean, 
along with um as soon as you know we win and you have to acknowledge my nobility carving my face into every place in which there are the other seven families so one of the gates and probably a tower you know I, it doesn't have to be as tall as the other ones you know it's just me living there but a tower would be good uh, she's very settled into winning this um okay so all right don't talk it up too much <laughs> fine we're going to win um so okay um they are Four of them are entering the competition, okay. um, with one of them being their kind of their designated driver, so to speak. Um, one of us has to be sober. Tell me uh, again, what is a fail? Failure? Right now, the DC is starting at ten. Okay, great. I have a plus eight to my constitution save, so, so you'd have to roll a one or a two. Yes. Actually, if you roll a two, you still pass. You have yeah. to roll a one on this <laughs> first one. I rolled a three. Okay, Eleven. you <laughs> do indeed pass. Okay, okay first one went down kind of rough, First one goes fellas. down pretty hard. You start to feel the wine and like churning in your stomach a little bit. Erza, I should have booted the wine up. <laughs> you should have. Um, Erza rolls a natural 18. Um, two of the Starkrogs fail right off the bat. <laughs> then you watch it, they go, we have been drinking all night. Should we have really all signed up for this? Um, and you see right now, it's like, it's a numbers game. We must, you know, it's... it's someone's got to do it, right? Someone's got to do it. Out of six of us? <laughs> that's right. No, I'm not agreeing with you. Never mind. <laughs> um, okay, so that's a pass for you. Pass for Erza. Reinhold passes. Another door passes. Two failures. All right, let's roll another constitution saving throw. The bars are playing a jaunty tune as you guys get your next drink, um, and everyone downs it. Another 11. Okay, you barely passed that time, because the DC <laughs> is now 11. Um, I rolled another three. <laughs> um, come on, dice. Come on, come on. Okay, looks like only one failure this time for the Stark Rods, and it was the guy who passed last time. So three of them are already at one failure. I can definitely tell after this one it's going to start settling a little easier. Oh, yeah. She swallows heavily. It's going to get super easy now. We're definitely going to hit that 20. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, next round. 25. 25 is going to pass. <laughs> Oh, that one actually did taste a lot it better. It did. It started to go down easy. You're hitting that buzz where it's like drinking is, it's like this is basically water mm, to me now. I don't know if I can taste things anymore. I know. My tongue is all fuzzy. Um, that is um, another success for Erza. Another success for Reinhold. This is the third round, so the DC is 12. Another success. This one was for the guy who failed last time. So um, last two here. They have a plus five to their con modifier. That is another failure for one of the two and then a success for the other one. Should we get some crackers for your buddy? No, I'm fine. We're good. Let's do this. I send Still Indigo Guy crackers. <laughs> uh, Stillin goes over get some and- Some oyster crackers from the, from the, uh, for the hooked horror space. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you see, um, uh, still in scampers over to a table where you see a dwarf about to dig into a big bowl. Of <laughs> <laughs> hooked Creamy hooked horror You see, mm. with two, um, it is a fancy restaurant. So Got chipotle pepper claws. on top. Oh yeah, there's a little chipotle <laughs> pepper on top, naturally. Um, and you watch as Stilton kind of goes over and goes, and just like looks at them cutely and they're like, Oh, what a cute little kitty. And, and have a pack of oyster crackers. <laughs> still in gestures to the crackers. They go, you want a cracker? And it goes, meow. And they're like, 
all right. And they give, and he snatches the bag out of their hand and scampers back over. Um, you guys still fill feed up that a little man crackers. Oh, I'm fine. Uh, still and crawls up and goes, Wow and just shoves crackers in his mouth. You gotta take care of the team. Yeah, if you know, me and my boys, we're doing fine. Don't worry about us, okay? Uh, next round. What'd you get? 27. 27 is going to pass. This round was a DC 13. You certainly do that with a 27. Gorgonzola is hitting her stride. Now that the taste is not bothering me so much, but I don't feel drunk yet. I'm just like, all right, let me get down as many as I can before I start feeling the effects. <laughs> um, that is the gist of this game. Uh, DC is 13 this time. That is... It looks like you're playing mini golf over there. <laughs> yes, that's par. Uh... <laughs> Reinhold fails his first one out of this round. Um, one of the dwarfs succeeds actually in this round. Okay. One of them fails and is looking pretty shit-faced right now. And the other one falls backwards out of their chair, full passed out. This is the one who you fed oyster crackers. <laughs> he just falls over and just on his side going, Erza goes, run down and uh, grabs another drink and readies to go. Still roll him on his side. Uh, still in all of do a strike check for still <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness it's a five it's and a five what, minus whatever still has futilely <laughs> trying to push him over you see Reinhold goes get up and kicks him and the guy rolls over onto his side um okay so this is the next round DC 14 for the con save um we are it is currently just five of you left you see that the um how's the bar doing the bar is at this point we're gonna say that probably an hour has gone by or so you guys are drinking fast right now um and you arrived later in the night so it's it's prime bar time it is absolutely packed here you guys the only reason you even have a seat at the bar right now is because you literally are with the person who owns the fucking place mm -hmm. so there's like a good breath of space between you and the rest of the crowd but mm -hmm. it is packed um you do see that dwarven man who is drunk let's roll some says for him boom slams down on the table unconscious uh the bartender goes well greg you had a good run goes over and um removes all the drinks in front of him and puts puts a little plate of food in front of him and a glass of water it's a nice bartender you know it, i have to take care it's on my watch i have to do this i honestly i there are over serving rolls in aurelia so i don't know what it's like here but this is irresponsible at best no none none of those rules they, I do not. Wow, I've never even heard of that. Um, okay, we are going to do the <laughs> next round. Um, give me your concepts. Ooh, 15 that time. 15. You barely pass. Uh, Erza also passes. Erza and I are feeling good, where I'm getting up to do little dances <laughs> in between <laughs> drinks. What song is this? I love the music in Balderheim. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is DJ Bond Boy. I love this one. <laughs> I love it. This is a crazy mountain mix. Do, 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 do. Just very, you know, classic. All of the themes we've written from this show with a club beat. Um, okay, the next round, every one of the dwarves passes this one. Okay. Um, they are looking very worse for wear. Um, they are definitely, I mean, uh, or one of them is exhausted. The other two, Reinhold and this other dwarf, they have one failure. So they have disadvantage on wisdom and um, dexterity and intelligence checks. So everyone at this point is, you know, singing songs together. You guys all get your next drink and you go um, and let's roll again. This time it is going to be a DC 15. 21. Erza is going to get her first failure. 
You save. I pat her back as I hear her like hiccup and burp a little bit. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. Think I'm good. about the carving on the wall. <sighs> Think okay. about the carving. Okay. You need to get some fresh air? No, 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 no. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep doing this. Okay. Um, <laughs> if another one goes down hard, we'll just go outside and get a little fresh air and then we'll all come back and rally, you know? Uh, she she looks at you and seeing the kind of the plan as if it's written in your eyes. She goes, <laughs> "Oh yeah, you know, we wouldn't just to just get some air. Maybe even just go to the bathroom or something." I mean, yeah. some cold air on your face from the bathroom window—that's mm-hmm. like as good as a sober up potion, right, gents? That's right. Um, why you keep calling me gents? It's Reinhold. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, let's do our next. Oh wait, sorry. This is actually for this round. That one saves. Saves. Fails. You watch another dwarf fall off the chair um, and immediately, you know, Stilton goes to rescue work trying to prop him <laughs> up and put some crackers near him. How many guys you got left, Reinhold? I just, me and me and my boy, and uh, hits this guy next to him on the shoulder. Me and my boy, um, Sanderson. Is that your best man? Yes, this is my best man. Now he is and looks down at one of the other drunk Oh my god, night before. Night before. I see a special boutonniere in the other guy's tux. You see the... Still in, runs it from the old guy to the new guy. To the new guy, yeah, they pass it on, passing the baton. Um, Okay, uh, we are going into the next round at this point. 16? 16 is the DC. I get my first fail. I got a 15. Okay. Erza fails as well. The other conscious dwarf, Sanderson, fails. And now Reinhold... That's a seven, plus five is 12. That's another failure. So Reinhold is now at two failures. When I see all of, um, when I see Erza and Reinhold looking kind of equally smash, I'm gonna go, you guys are looking rough and I'm gonna be real. It's gonna be a really boring end to my time in Balderheim if you both just pass out right now. So what about we take five minutes, everyone get a little bit of food in them or water, whatever you need, and we'll come back and finish this thing out. Yeah, yeah, that would be a, a really good idea. I just need some air, real quick. Uh, <laughs> and looks, her eyes are doing that thing when you're drunk where they're kind of a little off focus. Um, and you see that, um, give me a persuasion check with advantage. Um, and he's gonna roll an insight check with disadvantage because he isn't okay. drunk. Uh, 16. He rolled a 13 on his insight check. And I guess this is kind of more deception, but still, you still roll, even with, uh, it would, be it would still be higher, yeah. So he nods, Reinhold smiles. Yeah, we're doing great over here, so um, let's take five. Take okay, five. eat some oyster crackers. You, you do the same. You uh, kind of help. I rip open a bag of oyster crackers and pour them <laughs> pour in, them in my mouth. Um, still in, does a little <laughs> fist pump as you do it. Um, you kind of help Erta off of her stool, and the two of you make your way through the crowd, kind of pushing through. We're going to the girls' room together. And you go to the girls' room together. <laughs> um, you guys oh my god, I like, barely ever got to do this. <laughs> Oh, this is this is like a normal night for me. Um, and you guys walk in, and there's definitely you know there's some few dwarves doing their makeup in the mirror, and mm-hmm. you know washing their hands, everyone getting ready. Um, and Erza looks to you and goes, "You got this stuff?" Mm-hmm. I uh, sit her down on. I assume that there's a little plush couch in the powder room. As oh there yeah. Usually is at a nice bar. Yeah, for sure. And there is an attendant there who is who is patiently waiting with a handout for coins and a Great. mint. I um, will hand Erza her potion and we will chug them and then take some mints. <laughs> okay. Um, 
If you are trying to not be seen by anyone who's in the bathroom, just give me either, give me a sleight of hand check. Okay, I think we're kind of just like casually sitting on the couch. Like I dig in my purse a little bit and we just like drink these bottles. I feel like it might possibly look like we are like drinking outside alcohol. Yeah, you know what, give me- I guess it depends on what the bottles look like. Yeah, I guess give me a, hmm. Because that is a thing that happens in ladies' restrooms is you go and you sit on the couch and you drink your little uh, shot bottles that you brought in. 100%. <laughs> I, you know, I won't, many of the bars I've been to in my time, I have slipped a little beer out of my bag <laughs> and filled up my cup once more. Um, okay, so give me, I guess, a sleight of hand check. The DC is not crazy high. You know, this isn't, it's not super busy in here. Mm-hmm. You are drunk, so you have disadvantage on this check. So it's just going to be a, f- a flat. Um, sleight of hand check. Okay. Because I was going to give good. you advantage on this. Okay. But for now. Because everyone else is also drunk in here. Right. 14. 14. Um, you guys managed to kind of like grab these and sip them without the attendant or any of the people noticing. The passive perception of most normal human beings or normal dwarves mm-hmm. is like 10 or 11. The passive perception for the attendant is 13. Interesting. So you, uh, I mean, you gotta be on watch if you're fucking in the bathroom, That's right? Fair. Um, I would maybe would have been able to buy that lady with off for the, with a bribe. Yes, but she manages <laughs> to not see you as the two of you sip this, and suddenly it is as if all of the alcohol in your system has just been like evaporated. You feel like your pores open up and you go through um, a five second hangover. It's like suddenly you have a massive oh, headache, you're oh. dehydrated, your lips are dry, and then you're like, oh, I'm okay. All right. Let's like splash water on our bangs and stuff so it looks like we just like freshened ourselves up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I could always do my makeup a little more. And so she, she goes into the mirror and you guys find space and you freshen up, Are you so might to use your lip liner? Oh yeah, go right ahead. I overline. <laughs> it's <laughs> looks the first good. time I've ever put makeup on. <laughs> Canonically, I don't think you've ever mentioned doing it. Um, give me a performance check. Okay. Oh, goodness. Uh, eight. Eight? <laughs> it's as good as you think it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't Ersa, think it was crooked? Ersa goes, uh, just a little, hold on. And she takes a finger and she kind of helps smooth it out a little bit. Thanks. Um, No problem. I didn't, you know, my dad didn't buy me makeup, so. Well, mine neither. Um... No problem. Let's get drunk. Let's do it. But not really. But not really. Um, the two of you <laughs> head back out, kind of faux staggering as you make <laughs> your way back to the bar. You see, give me an insight check. Nine. Nine. Reinhold and his buddy um, have now, like, they've they've helped up their friends who are they're barely conscious, kind of like that, that classic drunk at the bar, like your head on your arms, <laughs> just like water in front of you, crackers. They've been set up and make sure they're safe. Um, Reinhardt looks to you guys. All right, well, if you, are you ready? Let's begin. All right, now that we're all done, you know, cheating and drinking our hangover potions. Just kidding! Are you? Give me a deception check. <laughs> um, Etzel will give you advantage and be like, Haha, you are oh. so funny, Bree. No offense, but can I try to intimidate him? Like, yeah. I'm trying to, like, be like, I mean, I know that I just got a bad thing on an inside check, but I was already kind of wondering if they were going to do that also when I was like, let's take a break. I think it was in my mind a little bit that, like, this guy's probably going to do that too. Okay, give me an intimidation check. Okay. I, I fully validate and trust you that Zola would be aware enough to be like, this guy's <laughs> probably got money and may have a few this of these potions probably, on yeah, him. getting a break too. Uh, 10 intimidation. 
Even though I plus three now. Um, he goes, ha yeah, funny. All right, let's go. I uh, love to tell jokes. Let's drink. Let's drink. Um, so as you might imagine, the t all four of you are essentially starting over. <laughs> Great. Um, but <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> what a fucking dick. Um, but you guys have both have, um, you all have six drinks under your belt. So you're making, you're halfway to the, the 12 that the drunk old man who had passed out already had hit for the night. So okay. if you beat that, you actually win for the evening. Okay. Um, so let us roll our con saves. DC is once again 10. It's just the four of you now. The other guys are nursing their hangovers. 18. That one went down like the first one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, a, I feel, it, this is practically sobering me up, you know? Um, <laughs> and Reinhold goes, oh, yeah, please, uh, me too. I, yeah. Uh, I'm also d d super good. Um, he failed <laughs> on his first one. Eretz succeeded. He failed. Um, and his fellow dwarf also failed. Reinhold, where's your family at? They're, they're very busy people, you know? I mean, they're like, um, my mama probably upstairs. Dad probably out, you know, meeting the other lords. He may be talking. He's very important. He might even have an audience with, um, you know, King Drake Basher. You should, like, call one or something right now. <laughs> yeah, like I would bring them to see you two. No, 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 not to bring them. I just wanted to hear if their voice was as funny as yours. Oh, oh, oh. you would regret saying that. Um, grabs another drink. Let's roll another round. DC's 11 this time. You're going to regret the wood carving I'm going to put in your bar. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 22. You, Erza, Reinhold, all pass. And this dwarf also passes. Um, all right, next drinks come around. DC is now 12. Let's all roll. 27. That is a success for you. That is a failure for Erza. You see, as she's taking the drink, Rahel goes, you got it, grab her, and hits her on the back, and she kind of like chokes on the drink a little bit. Doesn't go down as easy. Um, uh, all right, I don't have to call a ref, do I? <laughs> or <laughs> whistle, flag on the play. Um, Reinhold succeeds. Um, and his dwarven friend. I pass Erza an oyster cracker. <laughs> Danke. Yeah, she crunches on the cracker. Um, you're good, you're good. I'm good, I'm good, I got this. Um, Just chase it all with water. <laughs> Just trick your body into thinking it's water. It works. Yes, how do you know all this? This is this is how I think. Just coming up with it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Another round of um, constitution saving throws. 18. 18. is going to pass that time too. Reinhold fails. And his dwarven buddy also fails. Is now at two failures going into the fourth or this next round. You guys looking a little flushed? So I asked the you know bartender to open up the window. No, I I am good. Um, we're we both good. We get a breeze good. in here. Um, does that, do you want a breeze? Uh... I think the owner of the establishment is feeling a little winded, a little flushed. No, I'm not. Don't listen to her. He's flushed. No, I'm not. <laughs> a little red in the cheeks. I, maybe a little, but it's only because of how hot I am. Wait, that doesn't make sense. What am I saying? <laughs> um, okay, let's do our next concert. Do you mean how hot I am? <laughs> no. Give me an inside check. <laughs> <laughs> Inside check is a 13. 13. He kind of finds it a little attractive that you're like able to keep drinking. I like roasting. Yeah, like you're like roasting. The logic that you gave to Erza earlier about like sometimes people of high status need you to like razz them a little bit, kind of like a king with a jester, seems to be working on, on, on Mr. Reinhold. Um, so Erza passes. 24. 
Uh, all four of you pass that round. Going into the, going into this next round, the DC is now 15. How old are you, Reinhold? What? What? How, how old are you? Uh, you know, I'm 69. Why? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Erso goes, dwarves age much slower. He's like 20 your time, your years or something like that. Maybe 30. It just feels weird. That, you're, that he's hitting on you, kind of? I got that vibe. Did you get that vibe? <laughs> I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's do um, another save. DC 16. That is a 20. Um, Erza passes. You pass. Reinhold passes. His buddy, however, does not. Oops. And you watch as yet another dwarf passes out out of their chair. Still, still in, has in a, a triage. <laughs> Just like absolutely over there taking people, putting wet compresses on people's heads. He's got an igloo full of Gatorade. <laughs> like calling out like, I need this stat. Like all these different things. Um, please, <laughs> please, um, just a brief pause for our audience. Enjoy Don't, responsibly. Enjoy responsibly. This is clearly dangerous. We'll put an ad at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it a little in the bio, just being like, Binge remember. drinking actually not only is bad for you, but also is not fun. It is not fun. <laughs> As someone who has done it many times, I guarantee you there's better ways of doing things. All right, so <laughs> going into this next round... As um, someone who can hold approximately one drink <laughs> in their <laughs> tiny potty. <laughs> uh, okay. Any drinking is over drinking. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's about enjoying yourself. It's not about beating anyone. <laughs> Though in this scenario, it is. It is. Next round, let's roll. DC is now 16. Ooh, that's a 17. Erza, Erza succeeds. Excellent. How many drinks are we up to? You guys are at 13, which means that you have successfully passed the 12. Um, and as you guys finish your last drink, Reinhold goes, you are going to, and then just face down on the table, passes out. You guys are victorious. I think it would look good right there. I point up to a wood beam. <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfect for us. Do you mind? The um, wood would really match your eyes, Arza. <laughs> oh, you guys want to take a likeness now or when she gets back? Yeah, you know, you know. let's do it now in case anything happens. And she starts like posing for them. <laughs> the bartender's like, I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. <laughs> um, and you see he goes under the bar also and like pulls out a potion pops it, shoves it into the mouth of Reinhold, tips him back, and you hear oh! Oh! Oh, you feel much better. The hangover is terrible. What's gonna be even worse is the sober realization that you have lost, friend! No, I just, I was just taking a nap. I was just taking a nap. Twice in an evening. You're lucky I didn't take your gold. Um, give you me... can afford to pay the tab, right? <laughs> give me an intimidation check. And I'll say you get advantage on this. There's a standing next to you. Nine. Nine. <laughs> he goes, my father will be hearing about this. Um, stands up, punches his best man in the shoulder and goes, get up. Um, and with the rest of his drunken dwarves, they kind of, they sway off and you see them actually head downstairs towards one of the private rooms where you um, had your little dinner tonight. Um, and Erza looks to you and goes, really good job. I feel I am not doing well. Okay. You I'm, wanna uh, go upstairs? I you know, I uh, I could probably drink more, uh, if we want. No, we don't need to, we already There's won. Fear in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you good? You're good? 
I'm totally fine. Me too. I'm also very fine. All right, let's just walk upstairs then, and I could probably just, you know, tuck you in bed with a book or something. <laughs> I, and... I could tuck myself in bed. I am fine. I'm fully sober. So just help me out of my chair, and I'll be on my way. All right, yeah, I'll come, <laughs> I'll come up with you. Um, you help her up. She is drunk. She is not two okay. levels, but she is just the standard um, drunk. Um, and you kind of put an arm around her, and the two of you begin to make your way up. And you see the bartender goes, Oh, wait, um, you know, if you guys, no one is close to you guys winning, um, you technically have won the pot. You know, I'm not, I, I'm sure the boss will not want me to say that, but you've technically won what was entered. Oh, we also won money? Yeah, I mean, you beat everyone. Look, and you they gesture to the thing. You guys have, like, the next closest was the old <laughs> man, and he's down. Everyone else is, like either no longer competitively drinking or they are like so drunk that you know that there's no way they can get and their numbers at like seven there's no way they can get to where you are i'll come back down in a moment yeah you, let me help her up i can give it to you as the end of the night to be to make it super fair just in case you know someone comes in, in who can beat your number before midnight you know i might be leaving before then why don't we just do it now Okay, um, <laughs> give me roll. Okay, let's do some D100 rolls. Give me. <laughs> just in case someone comes in and beats you. Just in case. I actually have a moment. <laughs> you know what? That seems like a good time. Roll, um, you know, D100. Okay. 37. Okay, roll it again. 80. And roll it one more time. 49. 49. And that, with the ones that I rolled, totals to. 222 gold. Though it is, as you see, kind of broken up between, it's about, I'll break it down for you officially later, but it is like mostly gold with a smattering of silver, copper, and a few platinum. Why don't you take our dinner out of that for me? Yeah, thank you for settling your bill now. I appreciate that. Um, and so essentially that will, combined with the uh, like tip and everything you gave it, basically 200 gold flat. You help Erza up. She's like, as you're doing this, you see that she's like kind of standing pretty confidently, like looking around. Um, and she's just like standing there looking around and sees you and nods. Um, and the two of you head back up the stairs and make your way all the way up to your penthouse suite. I am... 100% looking for her plebo. <laughs> Give me another perception check. Okay. Not looking for him, looking out for him. Okay. Where are you, plebo? Where are you? Not 20. <laughs> you know, I literally was thinking to myself, they need a nat 20. <laughs> um, on your way out, and you only see this because of your nat 20. Mm-hmm. You like look back and you see in the far corner, like near the entrance, which is probably one of the furthest places they could be sitting from you, you see two drow. You almost didn't even see the second one. In fact, I'll tell you right now that they had rolled a nat 20 on their stealth check. Um, so one of them like is their backs facing you. And it's like, you can only see that there just is another figure at the table, but you do see that one of them, the one who, um, had done something to the door to make it open and taken the tougher wine, um, is sipping a wine very delicately and kind of has their eyes on the bar. And while you kind of spot them with a nat 20, I'll give you a chance to do a stealth check. 10. 10. 
you don't necessarily feel that stealthy as you kind of push through the crowd and head back upstairs to your room and you enter and Erza kind of stumbles in and like plops down onto her four poster bed. Can I start going through the mini bar and see if in a suite this nice at a drinking establishment, if they maybe would have provided a sober up potion? Roll a luck check for me. Okay. I hadn't decided this, but it makes sense. So we'll just say 11 or higher. In Las Vegas, where they like, they put aspirin on the table already. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll say um, 11 through 20, there is one there. And then 10 or lower, there's nothing. Okay. Maybe it's like a, you can call us and ask for mouthwash kind of situation. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. 15. 15. As you're like searching through the mini bar, you do see a small case um, next to a case of, just kidding, not Fantasy Rebels. Um, you do see a small case of what looks to be um, four of these sober up potions. Excellent. Kind of, it's like a four pack. Should we crack these open? Yeah, I'll take a Guten Morgen after potion. Yes. Okay, yes. I, I give it to her. Um, you watch as she chugs it, and again, the same kind of... You watch as her skin goes from the kind of flush purplish that it had become from the alabaster gray that it was to like even more purple, and then back down to its regular kind of pale alabaster color. I'm glad you sobered up. We want 100 gold each. Wow. I think we should leave. Why? What's going on? I saw someone I know, and I want to leave. Okay. No questions asked. You watch as she starts packing up her stuff. I start packing up my stuff too. Okay. As you guys are packing up your stuff, you do hear on your door. I cut my eyes over to Erza. She looks to you and then looks to the window. I I point a thumb at her. She points a thumb at me. (laughs) You first. Me. You. you. Me. Okay. Um, you watch as she, like, um, give me, both of you give me stealth checks. And by both of you, I mean you and me. Let's do some stealth checks. All right. Nat 20, baby. 13. 13 is still pretty good. And I'll say with a nat 20, your average is pretty high. As you, honestly, you hold in place as you watch Erisa slowly but surely sneak over to the window. Mm -hmm. And as she's going there, you hear another knock and it goes, Room service! Um, and you see Erza like looks to you and like shakes her head like I didn't order anything. Slowly opens the window. You feel the kind of stale cavern breeze, the glow of the crystals, which have been dim like to I would say moonlight level, um, with a few exceptions being in the streets. From here, it is about a sixty foot drop at least. Mm-hmm. And you see Erza looks and goes looks back to you. Well, um. Are you ready? I think I I think I have something that could help us. You got all your stuff? Yeah, I'm all packed. And she pats her, her fake Armony <laughs> bag of holding. I have a spell that can help us descend slowly if we want. Okay, I will, um, as we are starting to walk towards the window, I will point a, a hand back at the doorknob of our in-room and cast alarm on that knob just so that I know when someone enters or, like, forces their way in. Technically, I believe Alarm has a casting time of one minute. But you know what? But you know what? If you give me an Arcana check, and I'll say that, like, this is something Zola probably would have thought of as Mm -hmm. Erza goes to, like, go towards the window. You, with your 13, move to the door and begin to start casting. Just give me an Arcana check. Um, this is a first level spell? Yes. Uh, give me a DC 11 
arcana check to try and get this done as fast as you possibly can. Okay. 13. 13. You manage to, you take out the, the, the twine, you set it up, you tie it to everything, you repeat the incantation underneath your breath, trying to stay as quiet as you can. As you're doing this, another knock on the door. We know you're in there! Um, and it's not a butler! <laughs> it's, it's not a butler! It's not a butler! <laughs> Still just, um, and you guys begin to like slowly back away as you suddenly see the door like start to get barged into. Uh, what do you do? I'm gonna run up to where Erta's standing at the window and just press my body against her as like we're free, like uh, free solo diving. <laughs> you you press against her, you guys burst out onto this like beautiful, it looks like there's like a balcony here. Mm -hmm. um, you guys burst out onto the balcony. She grabs you and like holds you close as she leaps over the side and you guys begin to descend hurtling towards the stone floor below you. And as you go, you watch as she pulls out a feather and throws it into the air, and you guys catch and slowly begin to descend towards the floor. <sighs> I'm so glad you had that stopped. Yeah, I, I, I... Do you have that spell? Yeah, not right now. It's, yeah, so you know, I should have realized that's one of the things you should prepare when we're going into... I will definitely. Yeah, okay. Um, so we need to get the fuck out of here. Let's go. Um, she looks around and goes... Oh, shit. Uh, and you guys see out in the streets, it looks like there are definitely a few of those people from the Totodrach Tavern kind of lurking in the plaza, having maybe recently left. You definitely recognize some of them. In fact, you recognize two of them. The Red Wolf and the Xavier Zapper. Very beaten up. Looks like they're making their way towards Gemulishkeit. You're in like the alley next to this massive spire that is the Starkrog Spire. I know it's not very noble of you, but do you know any back alleyways there? Um, uh, it's going to be risky. You're down for a little risk. I am, can't be any more risky than cutting through the center of town. Follow me. She grabs you and you guys begin to like run in the opposite direction, bolting for, for literally the moment you begin to run, you hear like, hey, what are you doing? Just like calls out. You look back up to the window and you see looking down is one of the two drow. This one doesn't seem to be able to cast as they look down to you and call, like, speak an undercomment to someone else as you guys bolt away and you guys begin to weave through the, the finer and then more brutalist stone structures of the city as you go further and further from the plaza um, until she leads you to what looks to be almost like a train track that is running along the walls and you see that she has brought you to one of the many shoots one of the many like channels where goods are being passed to and fro at this point it is a little late so obviously there is like no traffic on these these several i would say they're kind of by, um five feet wide 10 feet or so deep so that way you can like put like whatever object in without it flying up out of the sides as it zooms through the cavern um and there are multiple of them and you notice that some of them have like dwarven runes with arrows pointing one way and another you see like erza scans them they're like freight cars essentially yeah okay. they aren't there yet right now they're, they're it's all empty just okay, these okay. stone channels and you see erza like looks and goes ah, it's it's almost time there should be one delivery coming through around this time what are we waiting for Ah, uh, that! And she points and you see hurtling down the track towards you um, looks to be several of these stone kind of containers all connected together, chock full of what looks to be golden fist branded 
supplies. Mm -hmm. They're like boxes and crates. You're not really sure if it's like weapons or food yeah, or whatever, something. but it looks like they are beelining towards further down the track where you see it heads into a tunnel in the direction of where you remember that bronze gate that led to the Volba district and like deeper in that vault district. And you see, she goes, are you ready? We're going to have to leap on. Okay. Okay. Ready, set, go. Um, give me a, let's say, I'll let you do an athletics check for this. Excellent. She's going to do the same. This seems like a feat of athleticism. Leaping onto a moving vehicle. I, I know I'd you hate you to let me get my little plus 10. I know, you're, you're absolutely crushing plus 10. <laughs> but I was a fighter on purpose. I'll say that it is a pretty high DC. This is moving very quickly. Okay, I understand. Um, the, and if you miss, I'll give you a chance to try and grab on, but you're going to take some damage. Similar for to sure. how when you jumped in front of a subway train. Yep. <laughs> yep, we all remember that. 26. And Erza rolled a 27. Mm. Um, the two of you um, leap forward as this thing passes and tumble in amongst the supplies as you zip down these tracks, propelled by arcane energy, zipping further and further, deeper and deeper into the tunnels. It is very, very fast. Mm -hmm. And as you go, there are lots of like quick turns and like loop-de-loops. So as you're kind of coming ah, through, um, ah. <laughs> give me another athletic check to hold on. Erza will do the same as you guys begin to kind of take a huge turn. Okay, um, I'm and holding Stilton down too. Your cart goes sideways. Yeah, you're gonna have to hold on to Stilton or you will lose him. Athletics? Athletics. 21. 21. You pass. And Erza does as well. Um, the two of you manage to hang on as you go, Whoa! as you like hurdle. <laughs> it's literally, it's the, it's, um, what's it called? It's bobsledding, basically. Mm -hmm. You guys are like hurdling on these like sides. So fun, or like so a luge. Fun. Yeah, like a luge. Um, as you guys go, like, again, you see that the tunnel curves upwards and it looks like you're doing some sort of loop-de-loop. -loop. You grip on as you briefly feel gravity kind of pull you against this muck. Um, you see that the crates seem to be like arcane anchored to the bottom. There's like some glyphs on the bottom of them holding them in place. You guys are not glyphed, <laughs> anchored. So give me another uh, athletics check. 15. You and Erza actually both fail on this mm -hmm. one. And as you guys are going on, you begin to feel yourself slipping. Give me a dexterity saving throw mm -hmm. to just hold on to this. And Erza does the same. And as she does this, she, she, she screams in anger. She's going to go into a rage so that for the rest of this, she is not rolling. Yes. Shitty. 18 on my dex save. Whew. 18 on your dex save. The, the DC die. was 15. Very good. The By the way, the DC for these checks for the actual cart is 20. So 15 to stay on it when you fail, and then 20 just to stay on it if you pass. Mm -hmm. um, okay, we're coming up on another one. You see that as it goes forward, there is a break in the channels. There is a gap that it seems to curve up and go over. Um, oh my god. Erza goes- This is getting little Looney Tunes now. I know, you know, this track went out and they haven't received the funds to fix it. Um, and huh? as you <laughs> hurdle over it, um, Fifteen. She rolled a eighteen, so close. As you guys I have nothing that could help us <laughs> spell wise. Um, let me quickly check. I am out of any. first levels. I'm out of my misty step. I don't got nothing. I shouldn't even look. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. So give me another dexterity saving throw. DC okay. fifteen. Oh, I fail. Erza, I got a nine. Erza succeeded. Um, as you tumble out. Can Stilton try and scramble at me? 
Um, Stillen is clinging to you, I will say, <laughs> okay. right now. Um, <laughs> Stillen, help somehow! <laughs> it's like, literally, it's the classic, like, all of the fur just blasted back. You can see ti- how tiny his skeleton is right now. Um, so because you failed both, mm-hmm. um, but Erza succeeded, she does grab your hand, but as she grabs your hand, the cart lands on the other side, and your bo- it's like, the cart lands, and you... Boom! Slam into the lower side, just full body, and then get dragged up onto the channel once more. This is a perfect time for us to talk about the fact that we did not heal up after our It is true. Battles. You didn't we take a short didn't rest. Take a short rest. I we really thought you were going to. Any potions? Um, you take twenty-eight damage. Okay, I go unconscious and then I pop back up at one hit point. You, boom, the moment you hit the fucking stone, (laughs) everything goes black. You wake up to Erza going, Zola, Zola, as she, like, you look up and you see that she has your foot, you're dragging behind the cart. um, I'm actually alive. One HP, you look very, very hurt. It is technically her turn if we're going in order. Um, She's holding onto your boot. She's gonna make an athletics check to try and pull you up. She gets advantage because she's raging. Okay, a 16, which I'll say that that is enough to pull you back into the cart. Um, And as she does, she goes, are you okay? And she lays a hand on you and she's gonna cast Cure Wounds at a third level on you. Oh, thanks. Um, That's so much more than I expected. You get 20 HP back. Amazing. I'm Um, going to also do my, um, while she's doing that, I'm also doing some self-care and tightening my braid and I'm going to do my second wind. Yes, I'll say you guys have essentially a round as you guys hurtle through these tunnels um, coming up on the fourth and final thing here. Isn't it cool how I can just come back awake after going unconscious for a second? You are bleeding a lot! (laughs) (laughs) As you guys hurtle through, you guys come out of these kind of hidden tunnels, entering into what is considered the final true chamber of the city itself. Past the first bronze gate that would protect this area, making it essentially like the last military standpoint before the draconic forces, you enter and immediately it is much warmer in here. The deeper you go underground, it seems like it's not the case, but the further you go underground, the hotter it gets because there's more pressure on you and therefore the temperature rises as there's more pressure on the air. So it is sweltering in here as you guys hurtle in. Um, you like barely have survived. You're bleeding heavily. You're you're grasping onto Erta who has just healed you. Um, and she looks and you see that ahead of you is an end, a flat end to the tracks. Oh, Jesus. Um, like a wall? Like a- Like the environment ends or? Yes. Think of it like at, on a train track, how they have like the, like the metal thing at the very end that just is like there to, in case yeah. it hits it. Um, you see that you guys are heading at full speed towards one of those. The cavern itself is massive. Right. But it's like a roadblock. But it is like a roadblock to okay. prevent the channels from going any further. Right. Um, Erza goes, all right, we don't want to be seen, so, um, she grabs you. She goes, all right, first trust exercise. And she just throws you off it um, as she herself ah. leaves. Yeah, six, <laughs> ah, as you hurtle through the air, uh, crashing, landing next to kind of rolling down the side of the stone into a small, like, channel ravine that is next to it. Um, just give me a dexterity saving throw to mitigate the damage. Um, I am she does tucked the around, still in like a mother around a baby. Twelve. Twelve. I'll forgive you, but still won't. Um, you do take twenty-one damage. Okay. 
Um, excellent. Excellent. You are still alive based on yes. thanks to your second wind. I literally needed to do my second wind. Otherwise, I would have gone unconscious because she gave she got me exactly back up to 21. <laughs> um, and thankfully, you managed to land and cr- like hold onto still and still and dicks no damage. I'll say that essentially the punishment you could have negated maybe some of that damage mm-hmm. but in order to protect still and you will take <laughs> all of it and you see that literally like a second later it's a pff, crumples down next to you um she also uh failed her save and she is going to take that full damage you guys bloody and bruised she like pulls herself up and goes i'm so sorry that's no. where they are though they're all gathered over there we that have to kind of get off before the shipment arrives makes sense are you okay yeah thank you for coming up with that plan okay um how do we get where we're going from here? Are you okay? Yeah, I, I'm do fine. Do you want to take our healing potions now? No, we need to save them. We, we just need to get into the mountains and then we can we can rest. I have something that okay. will help us be able to rest. So, okay. Okay. Um, she kind of dusts herself off. You guys find yourselves in this channel and you guys begin to kind of scale up the small side to look over where the tracks are, so to speak. And you guys see that this area is incredibly well fortified it smells of smoke and sweat the imperial presence here is probably probably most felt than any time and you've seen their banners and their their military throughout this entire place but you see literally like a battalion of soldiers like hundreds of soldiers many of them kind of put up in various barracks some of them on guard just a number of folks just packing here some of them are like actively guarding as i said others are like taking stock of supplies you see a small group of them make their way over towards where you notice the supplies have slowly stopped they literally (laughs) it looks like they literally hurdle until the last second and then just like just (laughs) magically slow down right beforehand um and you see that they are kind of making their way over there and pass them on the opposite side of where you like if you were to had gone the correct way of going through if you had just gone through the main gate essentially directly across from that um probably a few hundred feet or so away is another one of these thick bronze gates this one emblazoned with the um drake basher kind of lightning bolt hammer symbol um and you see that there are definitely a few guards kind of positioned near there as well erza looks to you all right so good news is none of these guys have heard about all the shit that we just pulled in in the in Heimat. Right, right. So we are probably okay to we can it's going to be hard to sneak so we can we can just, just try to go up way. and try and go the social way. Just play it off. Play it off. Like we were just like, you know, in the a healthy bar fight with some healthy strong red-blooded dwarves. Yeah, you know what? Um and she puts a hand on you again if if I may. Please. Um, and is going to heal you uh, second level cure wounds. You don't have to ask. Um, I always will. You have my consent. Thank you. Um, you get 14 more hit points back. And you watch as just some of the wounds kind of tying up a bit. Making it look a little bit less like you got into a car accident. Right. And a little bit more like you maybe got hit a few times at a bar. Sure. Um, and she kind of takes a cloth out and kind of dabs away at her wounds. And helps you kind of dress yours. It takes a few minutes, but in a matter of time. I nurse Stilton out of being in shock. His, his hair is standing Full, up for a long time. arched, <laughs> completely arched. Um, for locked in place, eyes straight ahead, just going... <laughs> you're like... Shh, 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 uh, as you pet and slowly soothe him until Don't he... Don't make your troublesome noises. <laughs> um, you three kind of scale up 
We're going to do one stealth check here, but it's not to hide from anyone. It's to make it so that it didn't look like you just came from the fucking the wrong direction. shoots. Yeah. yeah. Um, here we go. Oh, I have advantage. <laughs> I rolled the same thing twice. 13. 13. Ertz rolled a natural 13 plus mm -hmm. her 10 stealth, Excellent. making it a 23. So the average is high enough that you guys managed to kind of scramble out and like kind of hide behind like a set of buildings nearby. Um, and then you like walk out into like the we street and just like <laughs> pretend to be walking normally. Um, as ah, you <laughs> a normal night at a bar. <laughs> yes, of course. Totally normal thing for us to, after having a night of drinking, come out here to the most dangerous place in the entire city. Ooh, this is going to be a hard sell. Okay. Um, <laughs> you guys kind of make your way. Um, immediately, uh, a guard kind of clocks you and goes, Halt! And rushes over. And Ertza Halting. also halts with you. Um, and she goes, Oh, uh, Klaus, it's, it's good to see you. Uh, just, uh, you know, here to take this lovely young woman out for a mission in the mountains. I am doing another guide trip. Can I come through? I'm studying abroad. I love it here in Valderheim. Did you know that you guys have so many more mountains than in Aurelia? And did you know that you have so many more bars than in Aurelia? This dwarf, Klaus. Also, the drinking rules are different. <laughs> I can drink here. <laughs> he's got like a, he got a huge handlebar mustache that like extends around his mouth. And he like, he's a big gruff kind of dwarf. Looks a little, little hardened by battle and goes, oh. Then looks to Erza. <sighs> I'm spouting off trying to annoy him into letting us through. <laughs> yeah, please, please, please. Um, and you see Erza's eyes sparkle a little bit as she casts Charm Person. Ooh. Um, knowing that you guys are going to need, it's going to be a tough sell. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to roll his save. Mm -hmm. If he fails, then you can make your persuasion slash deception check with advantage. If he succeeds, he knows that you guys cast on him and we will deal with that. Mm -hmm. I have that too, Erza. It's a great spell. <laughs> it's gotten me. How do you think people like me so much? That's a natural 20 on his part. He looks to her and goes, Shouldn't have done that, Erza. Can I try and cast it on him too? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, you're technically not in combat yet, so he's not going to get advantage. <laughs> and your eyes widen as a glamour comes over them. Um, okay, he'll roll another wisdom save. What is your save for this? Fifteen. Fifteen? <laughs> well, uh, it's not gonna be high. Okay. She has a sixteen AC. As you, like, sneeze and look at him, he goes, Ah, I can't get mad at you. I'm studying abroad. Ah, it's so good to see that you have invested in your education. Erza's my advisor. Erza? Finally, doing something worthy of your life. Jesus. <laughs> uh, All right, we're going on now. Thank you so turning much, slightly sir. Purple. <laughs> yes, finally, doing something of worth. If you don't mind taking us to the gate, we just are going to start our journey. We will pay you handsomely. I'm a ward of the state. Give me a persuasion or deception check. I'm going to say give me a deception check okay. because of the fact that it's charm person in effect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Just flat? Uh, with advantage because okay. it's a charm person is in effect. You have advantage on all charisma-based checks. Not 20. He goes, oh, yeah, for you two? Ah, 
it is so, again, it is so good to see the youth engaged and so willing to do stuff for the state. You know, when I was your age, and he, like, as he leads you forward, begins to tell you his backstory. <laughs> you guys are so great. I'm so glad I got to meet you. What was your name again? It's Bray. Nice to meet you, Bray. Uh, just give me one more deception check. You get advantage on this. He reg- so the spell says you regard they regard you as a, a friendly acquaintance, mm-hmm. um, which I interpret as you get advantage on your charisma checks towards right. them. That's how that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm, 12. 12. He, uh, you know what, I'll roll an insight check for him. Oh, you don't have to lie to me. Okay, Bree's my nickname at college, so it would be kind of cool if you could call me that. I'm trying to get it to, you know, oh, spread a little bit. For you, my close friend, I will do this. Just tell everyone my name is Bree. Yes, I will tell everyone about how Bree and Elsa were such good friends of mine. And Erza goes, yeah, we could just pick up the pace. I, we really have a deadline to meet. And he goes, oh, yeah, of course, of course. It's getting cold. It's getting, yes, it's actually very hot in here because, you know. And Erza goes, just, just, just go, let's just go. <laughs> um, and you guys are led through. If you guys had gone a different route, I had a whole encounter here, but you managed to, um, because you had to use the shoots, you got to avoid that. Um, sucks to your encounter. Sucks. Hey, bollocks to you. Um, you two are guided back through these these military streets. You pass by a number of golden fist guards, many dwarves, but also large swaths of like humans, half elves, other kind of folk who you know may have enlisted. You see some halflings and such. It's... It's like saving Private Ryan, and you're just like people just like smoking joints. There's like that burnout, the thing they always play in Viet- uh, Vietnam movies. You know what I'm uh-huh. about? Um, and so, you, as you guys like walk through, you are eventually led to the massive bronze gates where you see a number of guards have been stationed. Klaus raises his hand and goes, Enters on another one of her trips again. Ah, isn't she so funny? Uh, and all the guys are like, Captain. It's nighttime. We don't let people out at this time. Oh, yeah, I know, but these two are so nice. I mean, if the captain for says school. so, you gotta, right? Ah, uh, yes, you know, I am in charge, as you know. So, um, please let my very good friends, Bree and Erza. Again, everyone at this point just, like, eyes on the two of you, just, like, mouth agape. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? She so goes, oh, open the gates, open the come gates. On, oh, open come the on. gates, come on. And you see, they're like... Yes, sir. Um, and one of the dwarven guards like nods to the human who's stationed there, who nods to him, and they begin to like go through the various unchaining and like like the like you see one of them go over and starts like cranking a wheel, and slowly but surely you hear then this massive sliding stone noise as these gates open, revealing this massive sloping sort of cavern that is much more dimly lit. There's fewer crystals positioned throughout it, uh, and as you look down, you see. It is just near darkness. Klaus turns to the two of you. All right, good luck on your school trip. Thanks. Do I have to show you my permission slip? Oh, no. I'll just hold Erza accountable for everything. Okay. It's just like, what? Okay. Okay. Um, in case you, for some reason, decide that later you are upset... Um, I don't know why you would feel that way. Uh, she reaches into her armory bag of holding, pulls out a little satchel of gold. It's going to sleight of hand pass him this. That is higher than the guard's perception, very barely. Um, as he goes, oh, 
a gift from my bestest of friends. Um, as you What's two... a gift between friends? Am I right? Practically, I mean, this—it's old almost. And she's like, "Oh yes, old. This would be almost something I would do for you normally if you were to let me through." Yeah. Sounds like you guys have been friends for a long time. Yes, we've done this many times, Klaus. Remember this. Remember <laughs> eye contact. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> it kind of turns you. Um, you're cradling still, and as the two of you walk past these golden fist guards who all regard you with a with an odd curiosity i have my um, bag of holding on my back like a backpack <laughs> suddenly out of nowhere there's a second strap <laughs> yeah i mean the bag of holding is magic right you just split <laughs> the strap and pull it over um you're strong enough to do that um as the two of you walk down this sloping cavern into the darkness and that is where we're going to end our episode today you know, I didn't know if you were going to go back for the drinking contest. I yeah. really, we'll talk about it in the afterlife, but I, I really thought that you would be like, Plebos here, I got a fucking bolt. <laughs> um, but well, you know. I am a daring little minx. You truly are. And the consequences <laughs> will come in uh, unfold. I welcome them. Um, so thank you so much for listening to another episode of Try Not to Die. Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to become an Eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod we honestly like i don't know what else to tell you you've heard it all here if you listen to this episode you know we got oodles and boodles of content there and so much so but much even more coming up we have a holiday episode planned for you on the main feed and there's going to be a patreon bonus episode for our content surge so if you want double bonus episodes while we are gone on our little break yes you know where to sign find up us. you know where to find us baby well, I think that's it for today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for staying with us for this whole year. And until next year, try not to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons! Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Alana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. Thank <laughs> you.